Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Waters live from your homes, from our home. Um, our home to yours. Yep, our home to yours, your home to ours. We love you guys. We miss you guys. Um, that's what I keep saying over and over. Every time I get in front of a camera, I'm like, oh my gosh, I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. But it's so, it's so true. And we are believing believing and praying that uh the time um of not being able to be together is wrapping up soon yes. and so i would ask that you would just join us in making that your heart's cry um, to the father that um, wisdom that would prevail the opportunity for us to move forward would would begin to break out that there would be safety and care for those that need care and there would be opportunity for people to begin to step back into their uh, into their lives but it's funny because I keep stumbling over the word normal. I, I, I keep wanting to say step back into their normal lives, but we believe in so many prophetic words we've, hear, we've heard about the, the reset that's happening. And we don't want to be so focused on getting back to normal that we miss the power of what God is doing right now. So while we wait and pray for, for something to shift, please do not begin to be, become destination sick where we are only thinking about what's, how do we get out of this? When do we move forward from this? Um, just continuing to invite Jesus to meet us in the midst of it. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're studying the miracles of Jesus. If you have seen uh, the, the message that I gave earlier this week for Living Waters, for you guys to be able to look into John 6. But we've been doing the miracles of Jesus, and our heart is that we would allow this passage of Scripture just to minister to us and, and, uh, and allow the team this morning to be able to share with you some of the things that Holy Spirit is speaking to them through this time. So let's pray together uh, as we begin. Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity to be together as a church family. And as we look into the word and we take communion together, as we worship together this morning, we lay our hearts before you and ask that you would continue to pour your spirit out upon us and do a transformative work, that we would be fully alive, that we wouldn't just be barely surviving and hanging on, but that you would bring us into the fullness of who you are and that we would stand in that and we would live in that and we would have a full expectancy of what you're doing in us and through us in this time and that we would be growing, not only growing in you, but also growing closer together somehow miraculously as a community that out of this time, we will feel, we will feel instead of feeling more detached and dis, uh, disconnected from one another, that through this time we would come back together as living waters and we would feel more whole and more connected than we ever have before in you. And so Jesus, we declare that everything we are, everything we do in this time is for you. We ask that miracles would break out in people's hearts and minds and physical bodies right now. And whenever we come together, we just want to pray for the opportunity for you, Holy Spirit, to move miraculously on bodies, on finances, on circumstances, on marriages, on families, on people's mental and emotional health. We speak miracles, breakthroughs, signs and wonders in our lives right now. And that's our heart as we look to your miracles, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let me just read this passage of scripture, guys, and then we'll we'll just chat about it and share some of the things that God's uh, putting on our heart to release to living waters through this through this passage. So um, John six, if you guys are there, join us as we read this. And then one thing I want to mention to you as we get going is that we're going to take communion together in about half an hour, um, twenty five minutes or so. We're going to be taking communion together. So if you want to go around your house and collect some juice or wine or um, whatever Whatever's else, whatever you fridge. can find and some saltines or Ritz goldfish. Uh, and uh, I know if goldfish counts as for communion, I've been taking communion for 
<laughs> days. Um, so anyway, grab that stuff and then come back together with us as we share uh, John 6. Jesus feeding the 5,000. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs. They'd seen the signs um, that he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. And so it mentions the Passover festival just to mark time. This is understanding that when we looked at the healing at Bethesda in John chapter 5, it's now probably six or eight months have passed since that time. And so uh, the disciples have been out on a ministry journey. They, Jesus sent them out two by two. They got to go out and minister and heal the sick and, and, and do all the things that Jesus was asking them to do. Now they've come back together and uh, are hanging out with Jesus. And then the crowd is following them everywhere they're going because of all the miracles that they've seen and that Jesus has performed. So uh, when Jesus looked up, he saw a great crowd coming toward him. And he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? And he asked this uh, only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. And Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a single bite. And, uh, and another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up and he said, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? And Jesus said, have the people sit down. And there was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. And there was about 5,000 men that were there, which means probably close to 10,000 people total. And Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. And when they all had, had enough to eat, when they'd all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of, of five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. So such a rad miracle. Uh, so many things that we can draw out of that. And so as we've done every week, we're just asking, uh, inviting the team to share and, and just to discuss this a little bit. Uh, and so that we can release to you guys some opportunity for ministry and some of the things that Holy Spirit's showing us. And so what are you guys seeing in that? Uh, I know you've been reading it this week. I know you've been praying into it this week. And, and I believe in that the Lord is showing you just some really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, when I read the scripture, I really like to look at it through the lens of the disciples. And so a lot of what I'm going to say is a little bit of interpretation. Um, but I just imagine if we look at the other gospel accounts of this story, we see that Sorry, John, we've got a little TV tray that's around. Um, but we see that the disciples have just come back from what you said, like their outreach. They, yeah. They're back together with the bros. They're super stoked, but they're exhausted. They haven't really eaten. So, like, I just even picture coming back home from a vacation. You're like, this. that was an awesome trip, but I am done. I'm totally yeah. that These disciples are just, like, ready they get in the boat they're like yes we're gonna just be together we're gonna have time alone we're gonna celebrate all that god's done and they get in the boat and before they even reach shore they see that thousands of people are there waiting for them yeah and so i just imagine that they are annoyed they're frustrated they're like we already did all these things for you jesus like what are these people doing here we yeah. just want to be alone and um like so they just gave a hundred percent and then they're like Ooh, time to rejuvenate. And, <laughs> and there's, there's a bunch of people right there's there. There's thousands of people who need something from us. Yeah. And so when Jesus looks at the disciples and asks, 
how are we going to feed them? Where are we going to go buy bread? I imagine that Philip's response in particular is super sarcastic. He's like, I don't know, Jesus, let me just whip out <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars and head to town, go grab some food for all these people. And I don't know yeah. how to carry it or anything. Yeah. Um, but Jesus doesn't respond to their sarcastic remarks or what I think is a sarcastic remark. remark. Yeah. Um, but he just says, gather the food. They get five loaves and two pieces of fish. And I imagine the disciples are like, what in the world is this fool doing? <laughs> There's thousands of people here. And Jesus blesses it. And he just hands like half a bagel to Philip. Mm-hmm. And says, here you go. Here's a fish head and half a loaf of bread. Go pass it out. And so I just imagine the disciples each on their own with half a loaf of bread and a fish tail or fish head. And they're like, all right, I'm walking up to a hundred people. I don't know what's going to happen. And they get to the first person and they probably feel like the dumbest people on the planet. Mm -hmm. And they get there and someone from the crowd just grabs the fish. And all of a sudden there's too much food to grab. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And someone else stands up from the crowd and they grab some more bread and there's still too much. And so everyone's standing up and everyone's grabbing food and they all get enough food to eat. And so I just think that the disciples probably go from exhausted and tired and annoyed to totally stoked. They wouldn't have wanted to be anywhere else because this is one of the wildest miracles they've ever seen. Yeah. And before we know it, 10,000 people have been fed yeah. a yeah. couple pieces of bread and two fish. Yeah. And so I just love this story because um, I see that... Jesus doesn't withhold the joy of participating in the miracle from the disciples, Mm -hmm. despite their limited expectations of what he could do or despite their attitude, but he just invites them into it. And the disciples also take the risk of walking up to the hundred people with a little loaf of bread. Yeah. So we see that Jesus doesn't withhold that. He invites them into participating with it, but then the disciples, um, also risk looking super foolish in front of thousands Mm -hmm. of people Mm -hmm. and they say yes to that. And so this just speaks to me because so many times, um, I know I tap out, um, before I see the miracle because I'm just embarrassed. I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. Or I make an excuse. Like I've been with the kids in room three all morning. I'm just tired. I'm spent. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do whatever that I feel like I'm sensing you speak to me, God. Um, but I'm just challenged of how many miracles we've missed out on because we are either, we either make an excuse. We don't see that it's possible or that we just don't want to look foolish in front of people. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm praying that we'd be people that give a greater voice to God rather than our circumstance. Mm -hmm. Um, and what we see right in front of us, that we would be people that are excited to present God and present to God like our little loaves of fish, yeah. our little loaves of bread and say, here, this isn't much, mm-hmm. but here you go, Jesus, bless it, multiply it, do with it, whatever you want, that it would have massive effect on people's yeah. lives. And so um, I'm just praying that for me and for each of you guys today, that we wouldn't be ashamed of our little loaves of bread, but that we'd be excited to see how Jesus uses it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. It reminds me of just in times when I try to remember to like be in tune with God. And I'm like, okay, God, I want to step out. How can I step out? Or how, how can I do something and partner with you today? And he goes, I want you to do this. And sometimes my response is, oh, not that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. And I love how this story goes. And they actually stepped out and 
a huge miracle happen. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. I would have been like the person that's like counting everything and going, okay, how do we get this to everyone? You can only have a tiny little piece. <laughs> yeah. like, Kim would have been giving, Kim would have been like, here, here you, we're going to make it stretch. Here's we're your making it stretch people. Share that with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> So crazy. I love that picture of the the feeling. I can so empathize with that feeling of foolishness. Like if God says, here, you have enough to go minister to those, to that place, or to, you have enough to carry into your marriage. You have enough to carry into the place where you have authority or have a voice. And he, he, he says you have enough. And then you look at it and you're like, no, I, no, I really don't. Like all you gave me was a little bit. Yeah. And he says, go take it, take that to those people over there. And that feeling of I'm going to get there and I'm going to look so dumb. I'm going to be, I'm not going to have anything to give. I'm not enough. I'm not going to be enough. I'm not going to have enough. But as they, as they went, this miracle began to break out such a powerful way of provision. Uh, but I can empathize with that feeling for sure of looking at what I have and what I'm carrying and diminishing it and therefore not going to the places where Jesus is sending me to go. Good. I think um, I just, I want to pray that, or you know what, Christina, why don't you just pray that over us? Um, just that willingness to take what, what little we have and go to the places he's telling us to go. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, um, we love you. I thank you for um, just your faithfulness to us and your faithfulness to your disciples in the story that you allow them to participate and wild miracles despite the little that they have in their hands. And so I pray that we'd be people that are excited to, we're excited about the little that we have mm -hmm. because we know that that's not the end story. That's not the end goal that you're doing something with it. And so I pray for boldness to rise up in each and every one of us and expectation to rise up. Yeah. With, um, whatever our little piece of bread is, um, for each person listening, God, I pray that you'd highlight that to them mm -hmm. and that it'd be something that they um, allow you to bless. And they say they are able to walk out confidently knowing that you've blessed something small and that mm -hmm. you're multiplying it. And so yeah. just you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much that you're in the business of miracles. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. So good. I love that, Christina. Um, I know, like, as I was reading it this time, what really stood out to me is that um, the part where Jesus is, like, he gives the food to the disciples to distribute to the people. And I've read this story a lot of times, um, but I always just kind of, like, imagine, like, Jesus is, like, breaking the bread, and he's breaking the fish, and he's, like, giving thanks to God, and then all of a sudden, like, everybody is just fed. Right. Um, but this time I was just like, I slowed down a little bit as I was reading it. And I was like, oh my gosh, just kind of like doing the math. Like, okay, so we're talking about like five to 10,000 people and like 12 disciples. And maybe if people jumped in, um, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so, so many people. Right. And so, um, yeah. So as I'm thinking about that, I'm just like, okay, so this is taking, like, this could take hours. Yeah. To fully unfold and be revealed. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, so, you know, eventually I'm assuming that that time goes by and, and everybody's fed. And then Jesus is like, okay, you guys need to like put the leftovers away. 
And then a little later in the text, it says that, um, like, the people began to say, like, this is the one. Like, this is the one we've been waiting for. This is the anointed one. And I was just kind of, like, putting myself in that position of the people that were waiting and just, like, kind of imagining, like, what would I be doing in that situation and just, like, watching what the disciples were doing and just kind of like observing and like waiting and seeing like, Oh, okay. Like some people are being fed and, um, Oh wow. Okay. There's like more and more and more food, but then like being in that position of like seeing the disciples getting closer and wondering like, mm. like, am I going to be able to experience this miracle? Right. Or, is this miracle going to run out before it gets to me? Yeah. Mm. And so like, I know in my own life recently, I've just been um, facing some things, some situations where I've just been feeling like I need to see it all unfold. Um, mm. I need to see the destination. And then like, then I can believe that Jesus is speaking or then I that Jesus mm-hmm. is right. on my behalf. Um, and so, I don't know, I guess what I really took from this is like, Jesus, like Jesus can still be performing the miracle, even if it isn't like physically and tangibly in our laps yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just, so yeah, I'll just um, pray that over. Yeah. Um Yeah, Jesus, uh, we just thank you that you are always at work on our behalf. Yeah. We thank you that the miracles and the destinations that we are waiting for, like you are already in the midst of performing those Mm -hmm. and that we can believe that, um, that you are trustworthy and that you are speaking and working on our behalf, Mm -hmm. even when we can't see it or Mm -hmm. feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. yeah just so, yeah. thank you jesus yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh that's um i like how emily you're saying about the the site and that's what god was pointing out to me is just like everyone was going off of sight and um even philip like when jesus asked that question that was obviously like you know sarcastic like are we gonna go buy some bread like he already knew what he was gonna do uh I love how Jesus always um, draws out like the true intentions of the heart at that moment. Um, And Philip was like, that's a half year's wages. Like (laughs) I was just like, boom, reminded of um, this, this time not too long ago where we, Emily and I sold our house. But before that it was a year long process of Emily comes to me and she says, Hey, I feel like God is asking us to sell our house. And you know, we, it took so much work to get into that house and, you know, bank loans and all that. We barely squoze by, we barely got pre-approved and, but it happened. It was a miracle. And then the short, like not even year, a little over a year later, God's asking me to give it up. And I'm like, wait, what? How am I going to get pre-approved? Where are we going to live? And I, I just really relate with Philip in this mm-hmm. moment. You got your, you got your list. You're like, here's the list, man. Don't you see all the reasons? I'm like, there's no, there's no way. Have you ever lived in Southern Oregon, God? (laughs) (laughs) The housing market is terrible. 
and anyway, so I literally wrestled with God for a year before I came to this point. And it was like, it was a hard wrestling match because I'm pretty stubborn. And, and it got to this point where I finally surrendered that. And I, and I walk in and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to, I walked in with the mindset of like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm surrendering it. You asked us to do this. Um, and when I did, um, we decided to remodel the house to, to walk in faith and partner with God and getting the most we could out of it. Um, that was more of my thinking, <laughs> you know, like we can squeeze every cent out, right? Well, then we remodel it and it's super nice. And then I'm like, I went back to the like, oh man, I'm seeing this. I want to stay here. I don't want to let it go. So I let what I was seeing deceive where I knew God was pulling my heart towards what he was asking me to do. And so then I had to wrestle again because I was deceived by my eyes of the physical sight mm -hmm. and holding on to what guy, God was uh, pointing to my heart. He was opening the eyes of my heart and showing me like, hey, I'm with you. I'm doing this for a reason. Right. Well, short, we ended up selling it, paying off like $30,000 of debt. Mm -hmm. And then shortly after, which recently the virus hit. And so I'm just thinking like, oh my gosh, I couldn't have, we were on the edge so much right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I couldn't even imagine walking into this season, how much stress I would have. I know God would provide, even if I didn't make that decision, even if I didn't decide to abide with what he was asking, but man, it would have been so much more difficult than where we're at right now. Yeah. And so I, I just, I really relate with Philip and I, I just know that as believers, we can we can just go off of sight, even though um, God is asking us to do something. But yeah. I think what I want to pray for is that like, if you're, if you're struggling with something, um, letting go or really surrendering to what God is calling you to do, just know that like, he is so patient. Like he, yeah. he, he asked me a year before because I believe he knew I was going to wrestle for a year. <laughs> and, and he didn't do it in such a way where like, Oh, you missed out too bad. You should have, you should have been better. Like he already knew and he knew my heart and he knew what I had to go through. So if you, I just want to pray for, for anyone who is yeah. really wrestling with that or even just like, Oh man, I missed out on God. Mm -hmm. I missed out on what he was doing. Like the God we serve is so patient, so loving, so kind. Yeah. So I thought I just pray for anyone who has maybe missed, missed a moment um, or has allowed doubt to come in or their, the side of their physical eyes to over, overcome uh, what you were telling them to do. And Lord, I just ask for a fresh perspective in their life, knowing that you are a kind, gentle, patient, loving God that, that is never just wanting to rip stuff away because we didn't do it right, but you're in it with us and you're being patient and giving us chance and chance and chance because you're drawing out the gold that you've placed inside of us. So Father, I just ask for that confidence and, and knowing that you're speaking to people and, and that you are with them no matter what their eyes are seeing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So good, Chad. I love that reality of everybody looking around at the physical limitations and Jesus just being patient working with them and bringing mm -hmm. them to that place of experience the miracle and and uh i mentioned that same that's kind of similar thought in the teaching that i gave on on john six a couple of days ago for the church um is that reality of how we often are explaining we find ourselves explaining to jesus why 
things aren't going to work out or it's not going to happen because we see it in a certain way, but he's seeing something entirely different. Mm -hmm. He's seeing what down the road looks like for you guys that you can't even perceive. And he moves you into a place where you're protected and you, and you are in a better place than you would have been in such a powerful reality of how God works in our life. Like strengthening faith so much, like my faith looking back, I, it is just so much more, uh, stronger because of, yeah i um i think it's so interesting because even what we've all been talking about and but what has been what drew me at when i was studying this was just seeing what jesus was doing and like how you know he he's he's trying to leave all the people um to go and rest and kind of get away from everything it's like let's get in the boat let's go far and then all of a sudden he gets there and there you know thousands of people but what i loved is that he started from a place of where he was sitting. It says, and then Jesus sat, you know, he's probably tired, but I thought from that, from his position, he could actually see ahead and he saw all these people, but then he also saw the miracle. And what I just love the position that Jesus put himself in, even when he knew the miracle was coming, like he was sitting. And then the other, then it says in the text, he, they, you know, they get the, the bread and the fish and then they, um, he, distributes it, but he, he tells the disciples have everyone sit. And it just really struck me. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh. So often in my life, I am in a position of like standing, doing, trying to like strive and make things work. And he's actually wanting in order for the miracle to take place. I need to be at a place of sitting and resting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it really, um, it's been just speaking to me a lot this week because there is so much that I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to do this and this and this and this. And, and, and then he's like, why don't you just sit and rest? Mm-hmm. And, um, and that there's probably a good chance that in the midst of all my busyness that I'm missing places where he wants to minister and show mm-hmm. me miracles. And yeah. so out of, I'm just encouraging, I'm just challenging all of us, blessing all of us that in the place of, um, in the place that we want to see miracles, we want to have encounters with the father that it can only be from a place where he's already at, where he's seated, he seated, he's seated and he's he's seated seated. and he's resting and he's, he's able to do miracles that in that place. And then he's inviting us to sit and be in that place. And so, um, that, yeah, there's no striving to receive from him it's only in a place of rest that we can receive and then actually participate in miracles with him so it's a great indicator of how i'm doing how we're doing um even in that arena of faith like how is your faith how is your heart the indicator the greatest act of faith that we have as believers is to be at rest yeah and i believe that in this time prophetically over our church that i want us to be a people who carry rest and carry peace mm-hmm. and release it everywhere that we go. And you see that culture around us is getting spun up, all the stuff, and obviously for, for obvious reasons. Um, but our faith, when it is not shaken, we can be at rest. And as Kate is talking about, Jesus sat down and he knew there was a miracle taking place. But for the people to sit down 
it, mm -hmm. it meant they're giving up on their solution. Their solution is to walk back to town. Their mm -hmm. solution is to get, let's get going. Let's go. Let's go. And he says, why don't you sit down? And it's like giving up all the other solutions and just being at rest and waiting on the Lord to do something. And so we just want to release mm -hmm. that um, as we, as we wrap up this time together as a team, uh, we, we want to take communion with you and we want to take communion as an invitation for fresh revelation of rest. Rest is a person. It's not a feeling. Uh, it's not only something mm -hmm. that, that allows you to move forward, but it's the person of Jesus Christ. And so we want to invite his presence so powerfully into every area of our life, areas where we're feeling insufficient, areas where we're feeling like we're the people sitting at the end of the longest line of uh, the longest feeding line ever. And we're thinking, oh yeah, your miracles are for the people up front, but are they going to make it all the way to yeah. me? Yes, they are. That's it's for you too. And for, for those of us who are living by what we see, instead of just by living with our eyes of our heart of what God's told us to do, we want to change that and be, become people of rest. And so rest is not passivity. Mm -hmm. Don't ever hear, mm -hmm. think of Jesus as being passive. Don't ever yeah. think of, of your position as, of a of victory in Christ as being passive rest. Your rest is active. It is a confrontation to the enemy. It is a confrontation to culture. It is a confrontation to the voices that are out there and everything else that's going on. Your rest is a kingdom posture, a position that allows the embassy yeah. of God to be built on your life and in your heart and for you to move as an ambassador into the arenas yeah. that God's calling you to move. And so it begins, rest is your foundation. And so this morning we have an invitation to check the foundation of our life from what we're learning from John chapter 6. And to make sure that it's that we are at rest, that we are trusting him with the little that we have and believing that in the places he's sending us, that there is enough. And then when we get there, there's going to be a miracle of provision. And so as you are called out from these places um, that we find ourselves, these interesting times we find ourselves in, what are you carrying as you go? Mm -hmm. And um, and what is the foundation of your life? So why don't you do this with us? Is if you have had a chance to grab uh, the communion elements, um, we just want to do this together as a fam. This is what we have. We have a crust of whole, whole wheat bread. Oh, are you breaking it? Yeah. Break I it. thought I was going to get all of it. <laughs> Got our little sake. And I am. Yep. We are. You know, and I'm not judging anybody out there, Living Waters, who is taking communion with coffee right now. You yeah. Yeah. And got some wine over there. <laughs> Champagne. Was that like, this was saved for yeah. our wedding. Or wine. That's great too. Yeah. yeah. Garrison Jan yeah. led the way with that. That's, the, yeah. more, that's yeah. the more biblical approach. I'm talking about the extra biblical approach of taking it with coffee and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and biscotti. Um, yes. So if you guys are out there and you're taking communion with us, all joking aside, we have to be able to laugh in this season, you guys. If you if you feel like you're getting dour and down, invite some laughter and some joy too. Uh, we understand that uh, these elements are unique because of the situation that we're in, but the reality of what we're what we are celebrating and honoring the person and the life of Jesus, the new covenant that was released by His life, by His body, by His blood. And that it is not just narrowed down to the exact elements as much as it is our hearts. And so if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. you're invited and, and you're actually instructed in scripture uh, as a point of obedience to take communion. And so we believe that communion isn't just something we do religiously as a behavior, but communion is something that bonds us together as a family. It, it, it brings us into the community of believers. It, it reminds us of the work of Christ. And it is an opportunity for us to reflect on the condition of our hearts. 
and to make an exchange, not just to feel guilty, but to actually say, wait, it is the life, it is the death, it is the resurrection of Jesus that sets me free and makes me whole. And as we remember it, and as we honor it today together, we want this to be transformative. We want this to be a supernatural encounter and exercise, not just a religious behavior thing. And so, as we know, Jesus, uh, when he broke bread, when he had that last meal with his disciples, he broke the bread and, and he said, this is my body and it's broken for you. And, um, and so, Jesus, right now, we just take a minute to remember the reality of what happened to your life as you gave your physical body, you came in the flesh, incarnational life, God walking among us, and you gave your physical body on our behalf. And we declare, as we know, that by your stripes that we're healed, that by your broken body we are made whole. And that's not just physical, that is spiritual, that is emotional, and that is in our bodies. And so as we take the bread together or the crackers together or whatever we're taking, we ask that it would be transformed mm -hmm. into your body mm -hmm. and that we would be able to consume it in, the, in your life and that there would be healing and there would be restoration and there would be fullness that takes place in our hearts, minds, and bodies this morning as we do this, mm -hmm. as we take this together in Jesus' name. You guys ever think of which one's first? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, don't mix it up. And um, we just remember your blood that was poured out. Oh, Chad's ahead. He's doing it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're fine. I just, just remember your blood that was poured out. And this is without the, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. And what that means is that without, a, without the blood, there is no opportunity for the covenant to be revoked, uh, to be renewed. And so it is that blood that is renewed and brought us into this new covenant reality mm -hmm. where we live in a, in a fresh covenant with you, where you've said, I've chosen to forgive your sins. And then I want you to come into this covenant with me. And so we remember your blood that was poured out for us, washing us and making us whole, making us new, renewing us in every way. We say yes to you, Jesus. We lay down our habits. We lay down our mm -hmm. desire to go back to old ways of thinking and seeing and processing life. And we ask for a renewed, sense of your reality mm -hmm. to wash over us even as this liquid goes down our throats today and enters into our body and becomes part of us we ask that your mm -hmm. life poured out would do the same in jesus mm -hmm. name yeah. amen mm -hmm. so we thank you guys for hanging out with us. What we're going to do right now in just a couple minutes is we're going to, um, we're going to invite you to worship with us. And we think it's such a powerful shift to be able to have communion as the beginning um, point of just taking a time within our day to worship in spirit and in truth. And so this is that moment of communion where we get to be together and, uh, and, and be a family be a community and take community together and then to worship together. And so if you want to make your way over to the Facebook page or uh, um, to our YouTube page, um, you can get over there and you can join us for worship that we, uh, that we have for you. That'll be at 1045. And so as we wrap up this time, I want to share with you just a few things that we have going on. Uh, thank you for being with us. As I said earlier, we are believing and expecting for, uh, for this shutdown and for our time away from one another to be shorter. 
and not longer. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we're also continuing to invite God to refine us as individuals and as a church during this time. And that's what we truly want is we want to walk out of this time um, with this, with a renewed sense of who we are and with a renewed sense of community. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I know I've been inviting God to do that to, to sh- highlight to me places where I've, um, where I've settled into norm, norms that are too comfortable, where I've settled into community that isn't, doesn't have depth to it, um, where I've settled into friendships and relationships that aren't what I would love for them to be. And now that we've had this time to really work through stuff and see things as they are, it's not anything to feel bad about. It's an opportunity for Holy Spirit to just refine mm-hmm. us. And when we, as we come back together and as we move forward, that we're doing it uh, as new, a different people than we've ever been before. And so we're going to come back together Living Waters is going to come back together, but we're not going to be the same church that we were before. God has new things mm-hmm. for us. He's doing new things mm-hmm. in us. And I can yeah. only imagine the maturing that has taken place in each one of you in your relationship with Jesus and that we're going to come back together um, as ju- with just a heart for yeah. who he is and what he's going to do through this time. And so remember that tomorrow is Muted Monday, uh, just a chance for us to, we're not going to be posting anything from our Living Waters accounts and things like that. And it's a chance for you to quiet all the noise and all the inputs and uh, the blogs and the voices and all the stuff and just take a day to recalibrate emotionally, spiritually, and mentally, especially because imagine your life as a hundred different inputs that are connecting into your uh, heart and into your mind. And, um, and so mute at Monday gives us a chance to disconnect all of those and then really uh, um, powerfully decide which ones you plug back into Um, and where is your hope anchored in that anchor line of hope in eternity that would be the input that we carry. And so I wanted to remind you of that. Also, our Facebook page and our Living Waters LWRV.org page has all the stuff that we are doing to create community and connection with you guys. Um, But really for you, if you're feeling disconnected, if you're feeling down, if you're hurting, we want you to reach out to us. And we have have, uh, our team and people on our team that would love to reach out to you and connect with you and pour into you. We don't want anyone to be alone. We don't want anyone to be struggling within community. This is living waters is an incredible community of people. And we just want to help you make your needs known and your, and what, and, and allow people to come around you in this time. So feel free to reach out uh, through the website, of course. And especially there's a link on there called soul care. You can look for it. There's a big graphic you can click on and, and you can uh, just make prayer requests known and, and invite opportunity for people to connect with you. Um, reminder that on Tuesdays at 6.30, we have our prayer groups. And on Thursday at noon, we have a prayer group opportunity for us to get together and be intercessors that we don't just pray um, for this to end. We pray for God to accomplish everything that he's doing in this time and that we pray that his word and his gospel would continue to go out. And so it's an opportunity for us to live as intercessors. And uh, so we want to invite you to that and just let prayer be a vital heartbeat of our church. Um, And then finally, two o'clock today, uh, Kingdom Kids, 6.30 tonight is our uh, high school group right, for youth group. And then 2 o'clock today, Kingdom Kids, they're going to be doing a show and tell. And so those Zoom links are on our website. I know I've said it a dozen times, but I'll keep saying it, lwrv.org. Um, and so if you want to get on there at, at 2 o'clock, they'll have two different Zoom calls going by age group. And you can get your kiddo on there and let them have some time with John and Christina and Janice and and the team and to share with everybody some show and tell items. So I bet they'll have a good time with that roaming around and finding something to, to show off. Um, Mm -hmm. And then finally, or did I already say, and finally, 
two things ago. <laughs> finally, finally. Finally, finally. Um, be looking for some community groups that we're building for you guys to be able to connect. Uh, we love doing this larger call. We love being able to invite you into the team conversation. Uh, I, as you saw, we're going to be doing teachings during the week just to supplement these weekend gathering times so that there's opportunity for more in-depth teaching. There's opportunity for us to connect and minister. There's opportunity for us to have communion and worship together. But we also want you to keep your heads up, heads out, heads up, eyes open for some <laughs> community groups um, that we're building for more intentional connection uh, as we prepare to move forward with more in-person meetings, which we believe are coming up. Um, we want to have connection points already in place while we get ready for those in-person meetings to, to begin. Um, so we just want to proactively build more connection points um, and to help just highlight connection and uh, for you guys. So, um, and we hope that that will really just make a smooth transition for us to be getting back together in person when that time comes. So, all right. Living Waters, there you go. That's the stuff that's going on around here and things that are coming up. So in about three minutes, we want to invite you over to our Facebook page or to our YouTube live page, um, and um, we will worship with you. We look forward to seeing you over there. Love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us this Hi. morning. Thanks, everybody Love who shared. Your hearts are incredible. We miss you guys. guys. Can't wait to be together. Soon. Soon. Bye, everybody.